Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 225, Official Visits. One of the many, many great pieces of information we got out of episodes 223 and 224, an interview with Kevin Easley, a parent of a D1 soccer player and a high schooler being recruited, was that Kevin looked up NCAA rules when the recruiting process got started in their family. Knowing the rules helps you understand the recruiting lingo, understand why coaches are or are not calling, or understanding what questions coaches will ask or what questions you should ask. This episode and the next episode, we are going to cover official and unofficial visits. According to NCAA.org, a visit paid for by the college to a college campus by a college-bound student-athlete or his or her parents is an official visit. A visit paid for by the college-bound student-athlete or their parents is an unofficial visit. So let's cover official visits. During an official visit, the college can pay for transportation to and from the college for the prospect. Lodging and three meals per day can be paid for for both the prospect and the parents or guardian, as well as reasonable entertainment expenses, including three tickets to a home sports event. NCAA bylaws for official visits include a maximum of five official visits and only one per institution for a high school student-athlete. Five or more visits are given after October 15th and after completion of high school. This helps JUCO players or transfer students. An official visit shall not exceed 48 hours in length. Before a student-athlete can go on an official visit, they must register with the NCAA Eligibility Center and send their high school academic transcripts. The student-athlete must be placed on an institutional request list with the NCAA Eligibility Center by the college. Here are some more specific rules about the transportation to and from an official visit. The college can pay for the actual round-trip cost for the prospective student-athlete. The round-trip can be from any location, but the prospective student-athlete must return to where they originally started. Airfare may not exceed coach and extras, like extra leg room or upgraded coach. Most sports cannot pay for airfare, bus, or train for parents. The prospective student-athlete and parents may receive mileage expenses if they drove together, or the coach can drive the prospective student-athlete to campus, but the 48 hours begins at the student-athlete's pickup. Lodging rules the college must follow say the prospective student-athlete must stay within a 30-mile radius of the campus, and parents, legal guardian, or the PSA spouse and children can stay with the prospective student-athlete. The college can pay for reasonable meals and transportation to and from campus while the official visit is occurring. The entertainment aspect says the prospective student-athlete and the parents or legal guardians can be provided $40 per day and must be within 30 miles of the campus. The meals for the recruits' entourage do not come out of the $40 per day, and the meals must be comparable to those provided to student-athletes during the academic year. The college can pay for up to three meals per day. Meals at the hotel, a local restaurant, or on campus are very common. Part of the entertainment is the complimentary admission to home sports events. A maximum of three complimentary admissions are allowed. Also, it must be within a 30-mile radius of the campus. 
A prospective student-athlete may not receive complimentary admission to a conference tournament or to a postseason competition. A student host may be used, and there are rules for the host, too. The college cannot set up personalized recruiting aids or game day simulations or decorative items like balloons or welcome signs at the hotel or the locker room. The NCAA, because of COVID, has suspended D1 in-person recruiting through January 1, 2021. As of September 1, 2020, the NCAA Division II and Division III have resumed their regular recruiting visiting rules. Division I men's basketball official visits can start January 1st of the high school junior year, and D1 women's basketball official visits start April 1st of the high school junior year, beginning the Thursday after the women's Final Four. There was a rule update May 1st, 2019, that official visits for all D1 sports can begin August 1st before the high school junior year. Official visits are not allowed during the scheduled dead periods. See each division's recruiting calendar. There are links in the show notes. NCAA Division II has unlimited official visits with the same NCAA rules for the visits. Always ask the coaches any questions you have about official visits, especially with all the COVID-affected adjustments in recruiting. According to NAIA.org, the NAIA does not limit the number of campuses a student-athlete can visit. Official visits to an NAIA school can have travel and lodging reimbursed and the college can provide meals if the college has the budget and it is done institutional-wide for other students when visiting. NAIA schools can have a controlled tryout if, again, it meets the particular institution's policy. College teams can use official visits differently. Parker's University mostly uses unofficial visits to show off the program and the campus and meet the coaches, and it saves the official visit to get all the new signees to visit all together to be able to meet each other, meet the coaches, meet all the support staff, the athletic director, the academic advisors, and all the new recruits and their parents. We attended a Northwestern home football game. The Cats won in three overtimes. We ate dinner with all the coaches, current team members, and all the recruits. So if your school doesn't invite you to an official visit during recruiting, you might ask them how they do official visits, and if you sign, will they do a new recruit official visit? A D1 basketball coach I spoke with usually invites recruits on an official visit if the coach is ready to make an offer. He said they do that because of budget, but they encourage unofficial visits, invited or uninvited. I asked a D1 golf coach about how his program handles official visits, too. He said they are usually reserved for student-athletes that they are seriously considering to offer. They usually have a student host for the student-athlete and take them to a basketball, a football, or a baseball game on campus. And then the recruit gets to play a round of golf with current team members, eat a meal with coaches and current golfers, and take facility and campus tours. They really try to have the recruit be around current players to see how they fit with the current team. A special thanks to our sponsor, Cody Hanks, your friendly neighborhood realtor in southwest Missouri. Contact Cody Hanks at 417-860-9160 or by email CodyHanks at swmrealty.com. Parker only went on two official visits. We didn't take advantage of the five official visits like we should have. The first one was set up by one of his high school coaches to an upper-level Division II college. We didn't know how any of this worked, but we were excited to go and experience an official visit to a campus. We drove 10 hours to the campus and met the coaches at the baseball field. We got a tour of the baseball facilities, we met all the coaches and some of the players, and then we got to watch a full inter-squad game. 
One of the coaches took us to the hotel and checked us in. We rested for a bit, cleaned up, and then the coaches picked us up to go eat. Obviously, we visited and got information about the baseball program and the college itself during dinner. Parker did a great job engaging in the conversation, answering and asking questions. The next morning, we did a campus tour. The coaches had a host to take us around campus. We saw a few of the main buildings, met with a couple of department heads and professors in Parker's academic interest, attended daily chapel, and Parker sat with some of the baseball players and I sat with some of the coaches. Luckily, one of the players there was an ex-Ozark High School teammate. We ate lunch at the school's cafeteria and we met with and spoke with one of the heads of academics at the college. All the people we met had done a lot of research on Parker, and we were really impressed by how much they knew about him, both academically and athletically. The coaches continued our tour by showing us the student rec center and the basketball arena and the weight training setup. As our 48 hours came to a close, the head coach made a verbal offer to Parker. He offered a full ride of scholarships. They would see how much academic money Parker qualified for, and then baseball would cover the rest of the cost. They knew Parker would get a majority covered by academics. We told them thanks and that this was our first official visit and experience. And we would talk on the way home and with his mother, and then we drove 10 hours home. Our first official visit was great. It was really exciting and a great learning experience. The second official visit was the new recruit visit to Northwestern, right before Parker signed his national letter of intent with NU. He had verbally committed in September of his senior year of high school. The official visit was in October, and it was set up on a Cats home football weekend. All seven new recruits and their family were able to come to the visit. Parker's recruiting class had players from California, Texas, Missouri, Illinois, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. The new recruits had been communicating by text and social media with each other for months before the official visit. So players were super comfortable with each other and the parents were the strangers to each other. The coaches sent an email with the new recruits weekend information on September 1st. The new recruit weekend was set for October 27th, 28th, and 29th. Remember, an official visit can only last 48 hours. The email spelled out what to do if the player was flying or driving, which airport to go to, and how to get reimbursed for the drive or for a rental car or Uber from the airport. The email also said hotel rooms were booked and what hotel we were staying. Meals were planned and taken care of by the baseball program. On Friday, we were able to meet at the baseball field and watch a practice at 2 p.m., then go to dinner with the team. It was great to talk to upperclassmen throughout the meal and the other new recruits and the new parents. On Saturday, there was a campus tour including dorms, the library, new athletic facilities, the business building, and that's also where we had lunch. We had some meetings with academic advisors, the athletic director, the trainers, and the coaches. They covered the upcoming National Letter of Intent signing procedures, school application processes, summer school options, residential options or dorms set up, and the class scheduling information. We got some snacks, grabbed all our warm clothes, and walked over to the late afternoon football game. The Cats won in three overtimes over Michigan State. It was a great game. Nothing was scheduled for Sunday except breakfast on your own at the hotel where we got to visit with some of the new recruits and families, and then we checked out and headed home. But before we headed out of Evanston, we drove around the downtown area and campus again. I do recommend wearing comfortable shoes and weather-appropriate clothing for an official visit. In closing, official visits are a great way to know if you are a serious recruit. There are many different ways that colleges use their official visits depending on the sport, 
the level of play, the program's budget, and the program's philosophy. I recommend to use four of your official visits if possible and save one for a late run. Ask the coach for an official visit and see if they suggest an unofficial visit instead and ask them how they use their official visits. Don't get upset if you are not invited on an official visit. This week we are on myth number five of the eight myths about athletic scholarships as presented by the Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system. Myth number five. Most athletic scholarships are full rides. Truth. It's just the opposite. Other than football and basketball and a few other sports, it is very rare for a student athlete to be offered a full athletic scholarship at a school. Coaches have limited scholarships as regulated by the NCAA. They try to stretch their scholarship dollars just as you might try to stretch your education dollars. Your child will likely be offered room and board, tuition, or books, or some combination of these. Be prepared to pay some money at any school where you are offered a scholarship. It will likely be a partial scholarship, but don't overlook additional financial aid that you may qualify for in form of academic scholarships or grants. When you're making the tough decision as to which school to choose, consider the whole package, not just the athletic scholarship component. Listen to episodes 216 and 217, Full Ride Scholarship Information Overload, for a boatload of scholarship information. You can get all eight myths about athletic scholarships and 200-plus pages of proven step-by-step ways to get an athletic scholarship. Click on the new Recruit Me 3.0 tab on the recruit-me.com website to find out more about the system and take advantage of the new CEO special of only $99, good through December 31st, 2020. Recruit Me is proud to have an affiliation with the Midwest Mavericks Baseball Club in Springfield, Missouri. If you would like to see how Recruit Me can help your sports organization, any sport, anywhere, contact me at brent at recruit-me.com to see how. Join the Athletic Scholarship Podcast next Tuesday to learn about unofficial visits. Join us again next week on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.